Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness, it's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm your host. My name is Jared St. Clair. It's good to be with you again on another episode of Vitality Radio. I've got a guest for you today that I have spoken to, uh, frankly, probably more than I've spoken to a lot of my first-time guests on Vitality Radio. Oftentimes, I get introduced to that guest when we're recording the show. Uh, In this case, I had to make a few phone calls to this guy because I wanted to pick his brain about some stuff that I felt I really needed to know more about. And I was impressed by his level of understanding of the topics that we were discussing. And I also felt like he was giving me very um, clear and honest answers. I never felt like I was being pitched anything, which I really, really appreciated. And so because of that, I've chosen to uh, invite him on Vitality Radio today. We're going to talk about a topic that If you're not familiar with these next words, I'm going to say, uh, you may end up being really fascinated with this conversation. If you are familiar with these things, I bet you stand to learn some new things that you did not know uh, about these things. And frankly, if you're like me, when the idea of well, I'll say doing a show, but for you, the idea of listening to a show about these things uh, is pretty cool and very, very interesting. I think you're going to love this show today. We're going to talk about something known as fulvic acid. We're going to talk about something known as humic acid, and we're going to talk about something called zeolite. We're going to talk about what they are, how they differ, uh, where they come from, what they do, uh, all those types of things. And then we're also going to save a little bit of time at the end for what I think is one of the most fascinating topics in the, the herbal world or the food world when it comes to traditional medicines or tonic herbs, and that is maca, M-A-C-A. So we're going to cover all those bases today with my guest. His name is Rob Seaman. He's the founder and formulator of a company called The Food Movement. It's a brand of natural health products from the Chicago area that's sold in finer health food stores, including the finest health food store I'm aware of in Bountiful, Utah. Uh, He has worked in the natural products industry for over 25 years, so he's been doing this for a while, including being a uh, health food store owner, an educator, and currently as the owner of Whole Earth Marketing. He does a podcast himself called Whole Earth Radio and maintains a blog called Botanical Nutrition. Rob Seaman, welcome to Vitality Radio. Jared, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Well, it's really good to have you. As I stated in the uh, intro, I've we've spoken before, and and uh, I I do sometimes. We talked about a mutual friend, Stuart Tomp, who I've had on the show. I don't know, maybe ten times over the years. Uh, but oftentimes, when I have someone who's on for the first time, I don't know them very well. Uh, I'm always researching, uh, really looking for people that ideally know more about whatever it is I want to talk about than I do so I can learn something myself and and get the message out to my listeners. And I think the topic of humic acid, fulvic acid, zeolite, I think is fascinating. And this will be, in 15 years, the first time I've dedicated almost an entire show to that topic. So really excited to dive into it with you. 
Wow, fantastic. And Stuart says hi, by the way. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, he was he also mentioned when I mentioned that I was going to be on Vitality Radio with you that uh, one of the best programs that he's done. And that's probably why you guys have such a great rapport and that you've you've done so many uh, shows with him. Well, he's taught me a lot, and so I appreciate that, but he's also a, a very genuine uh, human being, and I, I love that about him as well. So, And, and if you haven't ever heard me talk to Stuart, uh, you got to listen to those shows, so uh, search those shows on Vitality Radio. Uh, he's done, uh, on since it's been a podcast, probably at least five, but uh, over the 15 years that Vitality Radio has been around, we've, we've talked a lot about everything from Omega-3 to CBD to PEA and things like that. But, of course, that's not what this show is about. I want to talk about this humic acid, fulvic acid thing. So I'm going to ask you, we're going to start real, real simple for people that have not heard of this or barely know anything about it. Just tell us a little bit about what humic acid and fulvic acid actually are. Yeah, so humic acid and fulvic acid are found in different places in the natural world, in the environment, but primarily they're found in humic substances, uh, what scientists call humates. And humates are formed when living organic matter, plant material primarily, breaks down over many, many years, thousands, sometimes even millions of years, depending on the deposits of humic substances that you're talking about. So this very, very old plant material, uh, very uh, rich in minerals, becomes uh, a great source of carbon, but also these unique plant minerals, uniquely bioavailable, and a great source of humic acid and fulvic acid that act as mineral chaperones for plants in the natural environment. So this, these humic substances can be great uh, natural fertilizer and play part of uh, you know, a role in the ecosystem like that. But as a supplement, we've actually known about them for thousands of years but they're kind of a best kept secret, as I think you were sort of alluding to. People, a lot of people don't know about fulvic acid and they don't know about humic acid. And, um, you know, they may not even know about the importance of trace minerals in general. Yeah, so let's talk about that. First off, what's the difference between humic and fulvic? Let's get that uh, understood as best we can. Yeah, so um, they're closely related. They they always occur together in nature. So when that, that plant material is breaking down over a long period of time, you know, humic acid and fulvic acid are being formed. Um, so all of our products at the food movement, all of the black earth minerals contain both. Now, some companies are, for example, isolating fulvic acid. That's not really in our company philosophy because we sort of have a holistic approach that if they're in nature together, if they occur together, sort of like EPA and DHA and omega-3. You know, uh, you could take just DHA, but if you look at nature, they occur together. So there's, and, and Stuart could tell you at length, right, like mm -hmm. why you need EPA and DHA. Um, and so while they have interesting characteristics apart from each other, uh, together they form this really interesting spectrum of uh, just biological activity that you don't see in a lot of other substances. Now, what makes them a good source of trace minerals? Because there's a lot of options people have with trace minerals. Uh, well, I don't know if 
there's a lot of brands anyway, but there's there's kind of just a few options, I guess, really, when it comes to trace minerals. Um, there's what would be considered, uh, you know, something from seawater, the ocean, or right here in, what, 10 minutes from me, 15 minutes from me, I can drive to the Great Salt Lake, uh, where many of the trace mineral supplements come uh, from in this, uh, that are sold on health food store shelves. Um, what is so unique and uh, special, I guess, uh, about humic acid, fulvic acid as a trace mineral supplement? Yeah, and I just want to say right off the bat that, you know, uh, I'm a big believer in the power of health food stores and all those products you named. I believe are good products. I believe generally any trace mineral supplement, not to be too broad here, but that sold in a health food store, the ones you're talking about are good products. You know, I, I'm not here to say there's anything wrong with any form of trace minerals because we're so deficient in trace minerals as a society mm -hmm. uh, because of big agra, because of big pharma, because of the food supply. Uh, trace minerals are just virtually absent from our diets and from our, our daily intake. So there's a real need for trace minerals. Unfortunately, the USRDA hasn't recognized this. They do, they only look at really major deficiencies, you know, and th this is sort of the problem with natural medicine when, when compared to the USRDA, because they're, they're recommending the amount of vitamin C that will keep you from getting scurvy, not the amount of vitamin C for optimal intake. So if, a deficiency of trace minerals doesn't result in death, maybe you don't need them is sort of their perspective. The thing that humic fulvic minerals have as sort of an advantage uh, over other things is the fact that fulvic acid and humic acid both really are natural chaperones. They are really great at bringing nutrients into the cells and bringing waste products out of the cells. So they help with not just uh, mineralization, but also detoxification. And they seem to have some really unique properties in terms of um, antiviral, antibacterial, and even uh, promoting good bacteria in the gut. Now that does make them kind of unique though, right? Compared to like seawater or something in that they, it, it's not just about getting minerals in, but also potentially grabbing things and pulling them out. Well, it's interesting because there is that there are actually small amounts of fulvic acid in seawater, you know, oh, I didn't so, know that. yeah. And even in your compost pile, you know, anywhere there is organic matter breaking down, part of that process is often the production of fulvic acid. It may not be in a form that would be, you know, measurable to the extent that you could make a, a supplement out of it, but you know, it's part of the natural world, but these plant mineral deposits, these humate deposits are really unique in that. It's sort of the recycling of the plant and their life cycle where they're taking oxygen, you know, uh, they're, they're intaking um, sunlight, the photosynthesis, they're creating all these compounds. And when that breaks down, it goes back to the elements. So it goes back to primarily mineral content and an elemental level of um, oxygen and hydrogen um, you know, bound into these really interesting hydroxyl groups, making them really complex molecules. And one of the interesting things to me that let me know that we're really on to something with all of these was when I started researching them, you know, you may have run into this, say you didn't know a lot about um, B6 starting out. And you said, mm -hmm. I'm going to learn about B6. You know, a day or two, maybe you could probably get a pretty good handle 
on what V6 is and how it functions. Um, you know, not master's degree level, but it, it is a body of information in terms of vitamin pathways that we, we sort of know some things. With humates, it is so amazing how even outside of the realm of human nutrition, say like in soil research or um, environmental applications or even in industry, they're using some of these things for more industrial approaches, but there's very little agreement on even, you know, for example, when I started researching this stuff over 10 years ago, basically researchers would state in papers, you know, and published stuff that fulvic acid was a type of humic acid. And people would generalize and call humates and humic substances, call all of that, the minerals, the fulvic, they'd call all of that humic acid. So yeah, that's humic acid. Well, now, it, because no one could really come up with you can kind of get a picture of um, a B6 molecule to go with that example again, but to, to have um, a structural um, example of this is humic acid is very hard to pin down. And there are these whole uh, fields of study of, of humic substances research where people are disagreeing about how they're formed to some extent, um, different theories and, um, so it's really fascinating. There's just, they are very complex uh, compounds, humic acid and fulvic acid. They're organic acids formed in nature, but the fact that they're not necessarily easily understood completely, to me, has just made them all the more fascinating and kind of, you know, it's, um, I'll give you an example, you know, and I don't quote David Wolf a whole lot, but David Wolf likes to say that fulvic acid is the magic. And so I, I think it, you know, it's a poetic way of saying, you know, it's kind of refreshing and interesting that there are aspects of nature that we, that are a little harder to wrap our head around exactly how they're working. Yeah, that's really interesting. It is fascinating stuff. And, and as I stated at the very beginning, I, it's a topic that I really feel I still have a lot to learn about. And so, again, that's why you're here. So very, very interesting stuff. So there's another thing. Well, let me let me throw this out there first. There's a term or a word, I guess, that's uh, been floating around a lot on social media. I don't know if you've seen this. I anticipate you probably have based on uh, you know what you do for a living. But a lot of, uh, you know, people that would be considered influencers, you know, whatever that means, uh, talking about health and nutrition, talking about binders, uh, you know, and, and, and the word binder being, you know, anything that can potentially bind to a toxin in the toxin in the body and pull it out. And one of the things that I think people listening to this show probably, uh, if they had already heard of humic acid and fulvic acid, have probably also heard it associated with binders or being a binder. Uh, what can you tell us about how that aspect of it works? Yeah. So, um, you know, and as you were kind of uh, mentioning earlier, you know, we sell Humates. We have a black earth fulvic product. Uh, we have a really great um, trace mineral uh, complex that we use in all of our black earth products. So that humic fulvic mineral base is what we use to make all of our mineral products because it makes them all, as we're kind of talking about here, more bioavailable. Mm -hmm. But black earth zeolite in particular is that humic fulvic, that black earth mineral base combined with extract of clinoptilolite, 
which is a form of zeolite, which is a mineral uh, found uh, in nature around volcanoes. So basically when lava or volcanic ash hits the groundwater, these unique zeolite compounds are formed. And zeolite in particular has a negative charge and it has an affinity for uh, a lot of different kinds of ions that may have a positive charge and including heavy metals and other kinds of, uh, you know, things like mycotoxins, other kinds of potential pathogens. So it's interesting, you know, so when you talk about, you know, binders, um, if you were talking about something like uh, activated charcoal, for example, mm -hmm. based on my knowledge of activated charcoal, you know, and, and somebody has different information, that's great. But is that the, the activity of charcoal is primarily in the gut. You know, we want, so in a hospital, if you OD on something, sometimes they'll give you activated charcoal and activated charcoal acts in the gut, stays in the gut, and it works to absorb, you know, the um, gas, just different things that are in your stomach. Um, and it's, it's just absorbing them. And then they're passed out through, you know, the intestines or, you know, mm -hmm. um, so that is one way of physically binding to, um, potential pathogens or, or what have you, something you don't want in the digestive tract zeolite and really humic and fulvic acid in general, um, or also work more on a cellular level. So they are, sorry, I'm blowing up here, but they, um, they're working on a cellular level because um, they are really getting across that um, cellular membrane along with trace minerals when those are present. And then they're latching on to potential pathogens, waste products that are in the cells. So the, the idea that they can bind to um, heavy metals, for example, is true, but I think there's just an important distinction maybe between that and other kinds of like binders. You know, I don't know, I don't know um, enough about the influencer part of that to know if they're calling psyllium a binder, you know, um, but I would, I would classify those things maybe you know, and I think this is a big, important distinction because we have a lot of things in natural medicine that work on different body systems. You know, you can detoxify by supporting the liver. You can detoxify with like we just talking about charcoal or fiber, but zeolite and the black earth minerals are working at a cellular level. And there aren't many, they're really unique in that way. There aren't a lot of things that do that. Yeah. And, and one of the things that it, I think is, well, I think that is the most fascinating thing about it is that it can really go systemic because like you said, I mean, l literally even on an ambulance, uh, if someone ODs on Tylenol or opiates or something like that, they'll pump them full of a ton of activated charcoal, knowing that it'll grab whatever's in the stomach and intestinal tract or a lot of it anyway, and pull it, and pull it through. And What's cool about the binder, if you're not familiar with this and you're listening to this and it's the first time you're hearing the word binder associated with detoxification, um, what's cool about the binder is that it literally does bind to that thing and basically not just helps to remove it from the body, but keeps it from doing damage or as much damage while it's in the body. It's essentially kind of shielding the body from that and you know absorbing it into, into its... Um, 
structure. And while that's exactly what you want, if you've got food poisoning or if you just OD'd on Tylenol or something like that, it's not, it, it's, it's not what you need if you're looking at systemic detoxification from breathing in the air pollution and all of the other ways that we, you know, we, we, we live in this pretty dirty soup that we swim in every day full of all these different toxins that we get from all these different places and many of those toxins uh you know end up at the cellular level uh in you know stored in the fat cells the liver the lymph system variety of other places and my understanding is that zeolite is one of the most um effective at getting to all of those places and then helping the body to rid itself of those things is that a pretty fair statement yeah, I think so. And I, I think we're kind of now, you know, we're always limited in natural medicine by the fact that we don't have um, the financing of big pharma. So, you know, we don't have the double blind human studies that we'd love to see on all these things. But there is a fair bit of research. There is a fair bit of really good peer reviewed research. For example, uh, one study was looking at zeolite and the fact that it enhances um mental function so that it may support brain health but the researchers theorized that one of the ways that it may be working is by crossing the blood-brain barrier and let's say it's attaching to amyloid plaque or you know maybe even aluminum deposits or so you know some kind of buildup in the brain and actually carrying that out and this was published research but it's a theory so if people say does zeolite cross the blood-brain barrier? I said, well, we don't know conclusively, but it's interesting that there is published research speculating. We do know that it supports brain health. So the, the research indicates that um, taking zeolite can make, um, make for better cerebral functioning. But the researchers, without having, you know, that's the kind of very expensive human study where you have to use, I don't know, radioactive dye markers or something to prove conclusively that the zeolite is working by going across the blood-brain barrier. But, you know, considering how safe it is, I think it's worth um, taking a fresh look at in terms of supporting, you know, brain health among other, you know, potential applications. Yeah, and, and that's interesting too, you know, because before we started our conversation, before we started recording anyway, we were having a conversation, we were talking about these traditional uses of all these different things. Uh, referring to maca at the time, but um, there are so many beautiful, uh, complex things in nature, these compounds and um, species of plants and so on and so forth that have so much power and so much ability to assist with our health that we really don't quite still understand the mechanism of action for some of that stuff. We just know that they do. And we even have evidence, like you said, in the case of zeolite, that they do. It does help with cognitive function. The question is, well, why? Is it because it's coming in with you know, folic acid and that's delivering minerals to the brain, which are then helpful at you know hydrating the brain more effectively and nourishing the cells? Is it because it's latching onto toxins that are in the brain or pulling out? Is it both? And maybe we don't know, but we do know that it does something and that it's effective and we know that it's safe, and, and I, I want to talk about that next. Minerals, as a general rule, I think, come with a little bit of a, a question mark for a lot of consumers, and that is, 
How much is too much? Is it safe? Can I actually hurt myself with this? Because oftentimes we think of minerals and on the same page as we think of heavy metals because, well, metals are also minerals, right? <laughs> and so how do we determine or how has it been determined in the research that this stuff is actually safe for human consumption? And uh, what do we know about that? Yeah, well, um, a lot of people uh, like to point to the generally regarded as safe status that the mm -hmm. FDA has given to even to other kinds of uh, mineral clays or things like bentonite that people are taking, you know, more for cleansing or what have you. But, um, you know, so if they're generally regarded as safe, that means that they're, um, you know, that they're in general, they are safe for consumption. Um, you know, there's got to be a caveat to everything. I mean, I think you could, you could probably use even something that is generally safe in an unsafe way. But the way that the food movement products are made, because they are extracts that are, you know, third party tested, all of the black earth minerals are tested for those heavy metals that, that the FDA and others are most concerned about, and rightfully so. You don't want to give someone uh, a toxic dose of lead or mercury um, in your product. And it's actually a major concern with anything in the natural environment because of acid rain and so many things. I mean, you've got to, I mean, everything honestly should be tested for mercury before it's put on the market. If it certainly, if it's a natural product. Um, so that's our, uh, focus, I guess, is, you know, like they say, first do no harm in, in the Hippocratic oath, right? Like if you're trying to help people, um, first make sure that they're not getting toxins or, or, um, you know, we also test for microbiological contamination. So um, those two things, heavy metals and micro, you know, are really important in making not just a GMP product, but making a good safe product. And with zeolite in particular, because it has an affinity for heavy metals, when you're getting it from the natural environment, you have to do that testing um, to make sure that you're not um, adding, you know, heavy metals to to your product or you're not making a product that contains high levels of heavy metals. But one of the interesting things is in the research that zeolite increases the urinary excretion of heavy metals. That's how it works in large part, right? It's binding to, um, it does something called adsorbing. So we we're familiar with absorbing, like, you know, bounties, the quicker picker upper, right? It's absorbing, uh, the spill, you know, mm -hmm. to use a, a metaphor there, but adsorbing, is actually things binding to the surface. So zeolite is a really good adsorbent. So it attracts things kind of like a magnet because it has this cage-like structure. So it is very important, you know, like all natural products that it be tested for heavy metals before you give it to the general public or, you know, before anyone takes it because you don't, you know, even if it remains inert, we, you know, even if it weren't um, absorbed into the cells of the body, you don't, you know, you don't want to have high levels of heavy metals in your product. Sure. Yeah. You don't want to bring in other things that you don't want along with it. So one of the things that I think is pretty, I, I'll say unique. I think there are a lot of brands like this, but there are a whole lot that are not. But one of the things that I like about your brand, and I think it goes back to the name of the company, Food Movement, is that you do tend to believe based on what I've, based on previous conversations we've had, that uh, there is some ancient wisdom in uh, the way these things have been used, you know, across time. 
and that you don't necessarily want to mess with that uh, that wisdom, that process of how things have been done. So you mentioned earlier that humic acid and fulvic acid are always found together. Now, is zeolite always found with humic and fulvic acid? No, uh, that's that's a great point. It's a unique combination in the food movements formulation. Um, so in all of our black earth minerals, they all contain humic and fulvic acid because they occur together in nature, mm -hmm. along with those over 70 trace minerals. So though that's the base, the black earth minerals. But when we combine them with zeolite extract, that's actually extracted separately. And zeolite is just zeolite. So when you go and find a zeolite deposit, there would in general be no humic or fulvic present in that. Um, we're making that combination. In fact, we also have uh, like a, a black earth silver where we're combining those humates with nanocolloidal silver. The reason that we combine them with minerals is because they, what they contribute is, uh, are, are those unique chaperones. So the humic and fulvic acid are a great transporter of really any kind of mineral. Uh, it can be other nutrients as well, but just having that affinity for minerals and being able to escort them into the cells. It's one of the reasons that uh, like our black earth fulvic kind of a sideline or, or side note on that product, it's a great way to rescue a house plant. If you have a, a house plant that's starting to kind of, you know, uh, get droopy, you can give it a shot of our black earth fulvic. And I've seen it happen overnight. You come back in the morning and it's like, you know, um, really had a miraculous effect. Huh. Because it's not just the mineral content, it's the chaperones. It's having uh, a unique delivery system, which so much of nature and natural medicine, I think, you know, we argue about absorbability, bioavailability. It's great to have uh, a molecule that's beneficial in vitro or whatever, but can you really get it into the body and get the body to use it? Can you get it right. where you want it to go? And, um, you know, to your point about food, our body knows how to handle food. Our body has been processing food since, you know, since we were born. So um, sometimes, you know, food is, and I think almost always food is the place that we should start if we're trying to, you know, get healthier and get better. You know, supplements are just that. They're in addition to having a good healthy diet as the foundation. So then your opinion is that basically zeolite, has all the stuff, all the amazing things that it can do. And it has that systemic binding property and everything else. But the concept that you've come up with, with food movement, combining it with the humic and fulvic acid is to get the zeolite essentially to more places that it needs to be to pull those toxins out. It's just, it's absorbing the zeolite so it can do the adsorption that you talk about more efficiently across more area in the body. Is that accurate? Yeah, it really is. You know, um, you see it in herbalism, right? Sort of the, the synergistic uh, formulation, the combination where, you know, sort of just by the very nature of synergy, you know, the combination is greater than the sum of the parts. The whole is greater than the sum of the parts. That's synergy, you know, sort of working definition there, right? So if you have humic, fulvic, and zeolite all together, you know, you have a delivery system for the zeolite and for the minerals, 
but you also have these cofactors that are that are working together. So, um, you know, zeolite has this adsorbent effect, has this unique ability to, as you say, bind uh, potential toxins and things. So does humic and so does fulvic. I mean, uh, there, you know, talk about terrible uh, contaminant like glyphosate, uh, you know, and um, we could do a whole show on how terrible, you know, uh, that is and what a, mm -hmm. a systemic problem in our world that is. Over in China, they're doing research on humates and humic acid fraction in particular for being a way to help detoxify um, people from glyphosate. So if they have a toxic buildup of this uh, toxic molecule, hope I'm hope I'm not going to get us uh, sued by uh, slandering glyphosate. But I mean, that would have already happened by now. Jeez, <laughs> I'm yeah, it's kind of overwhelming. I you know, but um, the fact that there's something natural that can help folks detoxify and have an affinity for these molecules, and you put several of those things together. You know, I think it's part of a principle of formulation to have things that work together. And I have yet to find a mineral substance that does not work better with humates and even botanicals. You know, I was uh, early on trying to figure out and formulate what we're going to. I started mixing uh, humates with my uh, yerba mate and I felt like it even, um, you know, potentiated the caffeine and, and the stimulant effects of the tea I was drinking. So I was like, this is really interesting um, in that it may have potentiating effect for botanicals. And there's some research, you know, that supports that. It's just the chaperone effect, having greater bioavailability of whatever you're intaking. And um, so it's pretty unique in that way. Excellent. And so it would make sense then uh, that if you're concerned about the absorption of uh, other things that you're taking, your multivitamin, your herbal supplements, that type of thing, that using it at the same time as you're taking the black earth minerals uh, would likely uh, assist with that uh, and, and get a higher level of absorption. Yeah. When we first started, you know, selling these products, we were uh, mainly selling to doctors because the health food stores had not kind of yet caught on. Um, so we're going back like 10, you know, 10, 12 years. And um, I had a naturopathic doctor look at me and hold up a bottle of our, what we now sell as black earth fulvic. And he said, this is the supplement that makes all your other supplements work better. <clears throat> and I just thought, well, that's fascinating. You know, that right there. Uh, and one of the things I haven't really even, you know, we haven't really gotten into one of the benefits of humates, of humic and fulvic acid in particular, and zeolite, is that they're very alkalizing. They, they can contribute to uh, serum uh, alkalinity, which is, you know, necessary for optimal human functioning. Um, again, we could do a whole show on, on bioalkalinity there, mm -hmm. but um, we, we do have a product called Alkalize 55 that is 50% fermented foods. It's a food blend put together by Dr. Mishi Okushi, and then it's 50% black earth minerals. And that was, you know, based on that idea that the black earth minerals kind of makes everything work better and they have uh, an incredibly alkalizing effect in the body. So what else, how can you add to that? Well, just about that time, this was about 2011 while Dr. Kushi was still alive, 
he had formulated what he called pre-B. And it was a blend of 55 triple fermented, biodynamically Demeter certified foods. It's like this amazing fermented food blend. And uh, I didn't see anybody doing a whole lot with it. And I thought, you know, macrobiotics it was a big part for me. I mean, I don't follow a macrobiotic per se today, but the very concepts of macrobiotics, I would say in large part when I was a young person, you know, basically saved my life because I was eating a standard American diet and in large part uh, reading macrobiotics. And I've read many other things since then, you know, you draw um, a variety of influences together, right. To form, mm -hmm. form our own sort of path, but macrobiotics saved my life in, in a way because it was the concept um, that there is a systemic effect of the foods that you eat. And, and really a big part of that is alkalinity. Uh, it's not the, the only factor, but you know, if you're eating the standard American diet, you know, um, you're eating donuts and Coca-Cola and Big Macs and fries, you're going to wind up with an acidic pH in your blood. Um, you know, Dr. Decker, we were talking about earlier, you know, he mentioned on a different podcast that, uh, when he was doing his residency, they would go around and take the pH of all the cancer patients and every single one of them was acidic, he says. So there, you know, people sometimes um, don't recognize the validity of looking at alkalinity because, because of other factors, because maybe they don't uh, embrace all of macrobiotics. Maybe they don't think you should go on a brown rice fast. Well, that's fine. You don't have to follow exactly what George Osawa, you know, uh, Herman Ihara, Michio Kushi brought to the table in macrobiotics. But this idea that we can use whole foods, you know, vegetables, grains, fruits, and in this case, fermented together, um, along with these minerals to alkalize the body, it's, it's just to me, kind of a game changer. Once you realize those concepts, you can apply it in different ways, you know, and we all have kind of uh, we, I, I believe we all have biochemical individuality, so my diet may not be perfect for you, but I think we all could agree whole foods um, are really the, the, the crux of the matter. That's what we really need is real food on a daily basis. Yeah, I certainly second that. Um, so then let me ask you a couple of more questions. Uh, in terms of usefulness and how someone might uh, use these products, let's talk a little bit about that. So the the you have the black earth minerals, which is the humicum fulvic acid. That could would be a daily use supplement for people who want to, some alkalinity, who want some uh, higher uh, mineral content and some some I guess gentle cleansing and binding, um, and and can be used on a daily basis. Is that correct? Absolutely. I, the black earth fulvic. And uh, we have a product we're working on that's an even uh, more concentrated. It's actually a 10 times concentrated uh, form of the Black Earth Fulvic. But the Black Earth Fulvic is a great product for every day. And I think of the Black Earth Zeolite as something that you take for a period of time. It's important to say it's safe enough to take every day. If somebody chooses to take the Black Earth Zeolite every day, there's absolutely no uh, harm to doing that. But in general, I think it's recognized 
that you should do it for a period of time, even if that's 60 days or something. And then, you know, I would kind of recommend if you go through that, you go through a 60 day period, even 30 days or whatever your, your kind of cleansing period is that you would then go to our black earth fulvic, um, as an everyday trace mineral supplement, same with, uh, our silver, you know, our black earth silver, um, you know, or even our alkalized 55 could be your everyday source of humic acid, fulvic acid, and over 70 trace minerals, because it is just that it's meant to be a supplement. Hopefully you're eating mineral rich foods, you know, you're eating, um, seaweeds in your diet or, or, you know, just different mineral rich foods, but to, to make sure you get some humic fulvic minerals in the diet on a regular basis, it goes back to that tonic thing. You know, um, it is something that is not only safe for daily consumption, but there is evidence that you get, um, cumulative benefit from taking it on a regular basis. All right. And then the next question then would be, um, how, how is it consumed for, for people who aren't familiar with it? Uh, you, you, the alkalize 55 is a capsule, I believe. Uh, but the, the black earth minerals are liquids. Is that accurate? Yeah, we actually don't make a black earth mineral capsule at this point. Um, we, you know, except that we have two capsule products that have the black earth minerals. Um, everything else is a liquid. So we have fulvic palm, which is 50% organic pomegranate freeze-dried juice and 50% black earth minerals. And then the alkalized 55 is that 50, 55 fermented foods and then 50% black earth minerals. And, you know, I, ju I just kind of look at, you know, having owned a health food store, having worked in health food stores for many years, I know everybody's trying to put together a health regimen. We're not the only supplement they're going to buy, uh, hopefully, because, you know, they need a full spectrum of um, supplements, really, to round out, just like you need a, a well-balanced diet. So I look at it in terms of giving people more bang for your buck, giving people more value, you know, so something like fulvic palm we put out because there was research on that combination. Uh, and, you know, from an antiviral perspective, um, same with alkalize 55, there's a specific alkalinity component, but it's safe for anyone to take on a daily basis. So that really could be your daily mineral supplement. And, you know, there are companies that sell humic acid separately. They sell fulvic acid separately. And then maybe over here, they've got a, a trace mineral supplement. And you're going to wind up spending a hundred bucks just to get your daily, you know, balance of black earth minerals. I, I think, you know, I think, you know, a big part of our goal is to make products that are practical, that are efficient and that fit into a balanced health regimen, because I just see how important that is. If you're going to give people uh, something that's really going to help them, you, you really have to think about how each part of that is going to work together. All right. Awesome. So one other question that just popped into my head, I wasn't even going to ask this, but um, it just occurred to me that I think it's uh, something that we should dive into a little bit. 
There are some products out there on the market that are designed to help with strengthening the gut lining uh, for people that feel like they're dealing with you know, leaky gut issues, um, intestinal issues, things like that. And some of those products are, are fulvic acid-based formulas. Um, is there something unique about uh, anything that you're aware of um, with other fulvic acid products that are specifically designed for that use, or is it just fulvic acid itself? Uh, is there some evidence that it helps to repair the gut lining? Yeah, so there are some products that are sort of proprietary products. I can think of one that I believe is more humic acid based. That's focused. Okay, humic on, acid based. Yeah. yeah, I believe focused on gut health. Um, and I think, you know, almost every product I've seen in this industry with humic fulvic minerals, I think is good. You know, we formulate our products in a way that we want um to be effective and we want to be the best products we can be. But I think I'm happy if people are looking at humic fulvic minerals because I think they can be uniquely beneficial. So for example, there's another company that has sort of a proprietary humic extract and they've done some research on, like you say, uh, gut integrity. Um, you know, could our product also be helpful with, I guess this is the point where we're sort of, to some extent we're competitors, but because we're in natural health, I don't look at it as competition. I, I would love for you to take humic fulvic minerals um, wherever you get them from. I think that they'll be beneficial for you. I hope people choose our product, but you know, I think it's really great. I think it's kind to me, it's kind of like uh, a rising tide lifts all boats sort of sure. thing, you know, because the more we spread awareness of these things, I feel like the more that people's health will increase. And it's sort of, uh, you know, I don't know, like health karma or something, you know, the, it, what we really want <laughs> is for them to come to the health food store. I mean, and I really think that is so important to say, I know you're, you know, um, you know, lifer in this movement as well, but um, man, you know, we're not trying to be an internet company. You know, the internet is part of our daily lives, but, you know, I just came back from the Maho show last weekend, you know, before that. We were at Infra and, you know, this is how my life changed when I was eating the standard American diet and I got sick. Um, I had to walk into a health food store and it, there was an herbalist behind the counter, you know, the first person in any, uh, not in a medical office, not in a pharmacy. No one asked me what I was eating. What are you eating, young man? Yo, you're sick. You're throwing up all the time. Geez, well, maybe there's some drugs we need to give you. Nobody asked me what I was eating. It took a, a little store called Friends of the Earth to put me on a life-changing course. And so many people, I'm sure people have had that experience, you know, in, in your store and in, in many other places across the country. And I think that that's a big part of the food movement to me. It's it's looking at the big picture even down to where do you get these products? Where do you get your information? You know, and, and let's have a conversation rather than just trying to find a magic bullet um, on the internet, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and I agree with that. I, I mean, I have people from all kinds of different brands that come on Vitality uh, Radio. I have people that are, you know, naturopathic doctors and medical doctors and chiropractors and all kinds of different 
people that with the idea generally being, hey, let's just get some great information into the ears of people listening and let them uh, do what it, with it what they will to help to improve their health. And, you know, not everything that ever comes on Vitality Radio is necessarily the right thing for the person listening at that time. But hopefully it is just one more um source of information and education that can empower people to find the path for them towards, you know, optimal health. So to, there's a couple of things, cause we're now we're running up out of time and okay. I wanted to talk about maca, but I don't want to give maca five minutes. So I'm going to ask you if we can do a, a continuation of this and talk maca on a future show soon. I'd love to hundred percent. I definitely want to do that. And, uh, and maybe we can do it in the near future if we can align up our schedules but then the other thing I wanted to I want to go uh, go a little bit further because maybe I didn't ask the question the way that I intended to. Um, it's not so much about the competition of you know who's saying what about their products as much as just humic acid. From what you've seen, the evidence out there, what role could it play in actually improving gut health? What do we know about that? Gotcha. Okay, and I guess I just I want to be totally transparent here. There is a product called Gut Health. So I just, um, Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I, that's, I guess that's why I just, you know, I'm not trying to opine on that product in talking. Yeah, and about I wasn't humic. referring to a product in general. I'm just referring to, yeah, human I get gut, it. So. I get it. You know? And, um, so I, I think the thing about humates and, um, supporting gut integrity, let's say that, you know, okay. um, if you understand, uh, dysbiosis, you know, the dysfunction in the gut. And at this point, I think our industry is really doing a lot. You know, we're really um, focusing on the microbiome. The fact that fulvic acid uh, research indicates that both fulvic and humic, in addition to detoxifying, adsorbing, uh, bringing in nutrients, that they can strengthen the integrity of the mucosal lining of the GI tract. And you know, we do, it's not, as far as I know, 100% clear exactly how that works, except that almost every cell in our body needs minerals to function. You know, so I think the mineralization is no small part of that. Um, with humic acid, it does have some unique abilities to be antibacterial, antiviral, so, you know, there are viruses and bacteria all throughout our body at all stages of life, you know, and so uh, having something that acts in the gut to mineralize, to potentially deactivate pathogens, um, and perhaps there's some kind of X factor that, you know, if somebody knows, I may not know, but th that it, an unknown and unspecified way in which it strengthens you know, it kind of goes back to the adaptogenic terminology, you know, it, it non-specifically strengthens, um, you know, the integrity of cells. So if it also therefore strengthens the integrity of the mucosal lining of the GI tract, doesn't surprise me a bit. I mean, I haven't seen many things that humic fulvic does not work. In fact, if you go back to like, um, I'll, I'll name a legacy product, Willard Water. If you've ever seen Willard yeah. Water, like Dr. Willard, there was a fascinating show about 40, 50 years ago on 60 Minutes where they focused on Willard water. And, you know, he made, uh, Dr. Willard made a variety of products, but 
in in the town and in this you know uh, show people were putting essentially humates and other minerals in the willard water like the black lignite extracted on wounds and things so i don't know of you know research on humates and wound healing but if it can if it can cause you know the skin on the outside to heal uh can it help the mucosal lining of the body to heal i mean there's great evidence that it helps many different body systems and the gi tract is one of those i'm hesitant to pigeonhole it because i think you know we always need to be looking holistically um if something's going to help your brain you know um which which do you value more your your stomach or your brain you know they work together um more more and more so i think that holistic approach is the way that i look at it but it really is interesting to to look at something like you said like digestive function and the feedback that we sometimes get on the improvements in digestion from people who start taking the black earth minerals um is really encouraging and i just say hey man good nutrition goes a long way you know yeah, well, and one of the things that I think is really interesting, you know, early on in the show, and maybe this is a good way to wrap it up, you know, you talked about brain health and not quite understanding uh, maybe all the mechanisms as to why these humates can improve cognitive function. But we didn't even talk about gut function. We know the gut is the second brain and that if you're repairing the gut, that can also impact the brain in a really positive way. So maybe these humates are working on the brain in multiple different ways, nourishment, detoxification, and then strengthening the gut, which then uh, impacts the communication between gut and brain, which is a you know major factor in brain health as well. So fascinating stuff for sure. All right, so we have run up against our uh, time limit for the show today, and uh, we will get Rob back on to talk about maca um, because that is a topic that uh, is super fascinating to me, and frankly, an ingredient. You know, it's lumped in with herbs. It's kind of a food. It's an herb. It's an amazing nutrient-dense, super uh, nutrient-type food. that, again, I haven't spent a ton of time talking about on Vitality Radio, and it's something I'm actually investigating for myself. So uh, we'll definitely do that very, very soon. Uh, but, Rob, uh, as it is now, I'm going to have to say goodbye. I appreciate your time. Uh, is there anything else that you want to share with my listeners before we uh, close this out? No, I just want to thank you, Jared, for everything that you do for uh, people's health and for having me on Vitality Radio today. And uh, let's do it again soon. Absolutely. We'll uh, we'll arrange something very, very soon. All right. So that was Rob Seaman from the food movement. Uh, I think you can probably tell from the interview someone who is very um, fascinated with what he does, which I love. I love it when people are as fascinated about what they're uh, selling and researching as I am because it just makes it so much more fun and there's so much more passion involved. Uh, and uh, I hope that this hour has been educational for you. Uh, If you have questions, of course, you can always call us at Vitality 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. You can jump online, open up a chat, or just uh, take a look around vitalitynutrition.com. There will be links to things that we talked about in the show description today, and uh, I better wrap this up. So thank you so much for listening to me. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this has been Vitality Radio.
been listening to the Vitality Radio Podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you.